What's up, you guys? It's Graham here. So welcome to my first ever podcast ever that that I've been... I, I don't want to say I'm hosting it. I mean, you're mostly hosting me, but... Right, right, right. Co-host anyway. and co-host. There's right. no host. Okay, I don't like that intro. Should I redo it? It's a oh, podcast. It's, it's fine. Podcasts are raw. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. So, it's, you know, let's keep going. You know what? Right, this yeah, is yeah. going to be a completely let's unedited go, let's go. Uh, podcast. Alrighty. Normally, guys, what I would be doing, if I was doing a YouTube video... I would do that intro like 20 different times. This is and true. And the 20th time, I would get so upset. I'm like, okay, I'm just using this. This is true. So, okay, cool. All welcome right. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Cool. So we'll do a little introductions. Graham, you go first. What do you want me to say? Just, you know, introduce it. I mean, everyone already knows oh, you, right? sounds so pompous, though, if I introduce myself. You want me, I'll introduce you, you and me. you introduce me. Okay. So Graham right here, he's a 30-year-old uh I'm not going to call him a real estate agent because he mainly does YouTube videos now, but that's what he does. He makes YouTube videos on personal finance. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I do. Yeah. Almost yeah. 2 million subscribers Almost. right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 that's, crazy. that's crazy. That is nuts. Another month. Another, exactly. Another, exactly. Another month away. Yeah. So I'm, j- oh, you want to introduce me? Yeah. You go ahead. Uh, so you're Jack. So Jack is the one that you see behind the scenes who's been editing the phone calls. If you send an email to like the Graham Stephan show or Graham Stephan business or Graham Stephan mentorship, we had so many emails. If you send an email to anyone, it's Jack who reads them and responds back uh, to, to you guys or, or not responds back to you is, is Jack. So I don't, I don't see a lot of the emails. So anyway, Jack, Jack is the guy behind the scenes and this is his idea me up to this so and graham and i are actually coming up on our one year anniversary very cute right very cute (laughs) that's Um, true yeah it's coming up soon yeah in like a couple of weeks that'll make one year that i've been working with him congratulations thank you thank you i started off as a lowly fan and now Mm -hmm. i am yeah you started off going through the facebook group emails yep so um so yeah this is a this is a beginning we're doing this and uh first off i think a good activity for the first ever podcast would be hot seat for Graham because obviously most people are here for him okay so uh, I've prepared some questions for you if you're ready to hear me out all right so first off I'd like to say when you do your videos you Mm -hmm. seem to have a pretty moderate opinion right like you never really want to go astray or extreme or anything do you think that you're ever not true to yourself because you're holding back to Mm -hmm. like you know appeal to a, a larger audience um Sometimes, honestly, opinions are completely worthless. I mean, my opinion on certain subjects is completely irrelevant to looking at facts and research and data. Like, I could think something might happen, but I think I'll keep my opinion out of it because all we could really look at is the facts and the figures and the data and the history. And then I let people come up with their own decision. That that has always been my go-to. So sure, I have opinions and I have things that I don't purposely share, uh, but... Usually that's for a reason. I'd like people to come up with their own opinion. So you do it mainly to be as accurate as possible. It's not really to appeal to a larger audience or to pander. No, um, because I th- I like that people could go through my videos and they can't say I was wrong. I don't <laughs> like that. They can't watch my video and disagree with them because it's like they're disagreeing with fact. Right, right. You can't disagree with fact. They could say a certain thing about the stock market. I could, well, you know, I cited all of this research. So you can't go to me and say I'm wrong unless you're calling, you know, everyone at Harvard who did the studies, who spent like years of their life putting this together. Like I'm, I'm, I'm researching the data. So I put in the time. I show people what I think they would want to hear or see and uh, go from there. This is true. Graham does a lot of research. Hours. It literally will be like six hours, you know, to even 10 hours of research per video. So easy. Yeah. Kudos to him. Thanks. Okay. So uh, second question. Um, Let's see here. If you weren't a finance YouTuber, what kind of videos would you make on YouTube? 
That's a great question. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's a good question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, wow. You know what? I originally, this is like seven years ago, eight years ago, I wanted to do prank videos. I thought it would be so funny to do prank videos. And I actually came up with the idea, and this is before like anyone else started doing this. I'm, I was like, a lot of these prank videos would be so much easier if you just hired actors. Like, but I thought like it would be so easy to just hire actors and go and like recreate a lot of these things, right? And just right. Make viral videos. Yeah, I don't know. How... And that's what everyone's doing. And now. that's what everyone's Ex- doing. There's no longevity in that anymore. But I thought that would be like a fun thing. I'd want to do prank videos. I thought about I think like you know music, not yeah, music yeah. videos, but like drum covers stuff like that. I think would be fun. Who but... inspired you for the prank videos? Uh, uh. Loft. Vita- Loft was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Vitaly would be another one. Josh Paler Lynn, mm-hmm. a few big ones. Uh, I would say those. God, there's so there's so many prank overboard humor before everything that happened with that. Um, overboard humor. What happened with over overboard humor? Uh, it just had some issues. Had some personal stuff come up, and I think it it leaked itself into the channel, unfortunately. And I think just mm-hmm. the content suffered because of that. You know, just tough stuff in general. But, uh, yeah, Overboard Humor was another one. There's there's so many channels that I used to watch back then who just... Epic 5 TV was another one. Limitless EXP. Was it Li- Limitless? Yeah, EXP. I think Vincent Valentine was another one of the, one of those guys. Hmm. Uh, those are the those are guys who would just be in Vegas just pulling little pranks. Like, harmless little pranks. Like, yeah, I yeah. I loved it. That's funny. So that's fun. Funny. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, so I would say probably pranks and then music. So yeah. you said that their personal stuff got into the channel. How big of a threat do you think YouTube is just to, for, you know, a YouTube creator's own mental health? Because I feel like I see a lot of YouTube creators mm-hmm. doing a lot of videos like about my anxiety, about my depression. Like, do you think that YouTube can spur that kind of like mentality or it, it can make people, you think that the, yeah. the job is hard? Because yeah. a lot of people like are very prideful that they're YouTubers and like they love their job. But then I see a lot of videos like that, like... Yeah, it's definitely because your your boss is an algorithm that only rewards <laughs> you if you keep posting. And each post has to be better than the last. And the way the algorithm works is that if your video does well, the next video after that is going to do well too. Mm-hmm. But if your next video afterwards suffers, then the video following that is going to suffer alongside with it. So it's like if the faster you run, the faster the treadmill goes. So the fast, you know, the, the more distance you're covering, but you right, right. you can't just keep doing what you're doing. You have to continually push and do better and better and better. That takes a toll on people. Uh, even for me, it's just constantly figuring out topics that I think would perform better than the last one. It's like right. you can only make so many topics about personal finance before a lot of them become repetitive. And if there's no like, if there's no news or anything happening, how do you how do you bring people back into the channel? It's it's tough. So, yeah, so I think that's why just it becomes very time-consuming, and I think keeping that up, you, you, I definitely think it's something that you can't sustain for, like, 20, 30 years at the current level. And that's right, unless if you have, like, a team behind you that are doing all the back-end yeah, stuff. Unless you've got like, a jack doing all the work. There you go, there you go. Um, so that that's why. I, I think it's just it, it's so much work and so much involved that th- there's a high turnover rate, I think, of people who do it for a few years and then – just move on Burn to something out. else. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We've yeah. seen a lot of YouTubers go mainstream recently. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting you say that. Um, let's see, if you could collab with anybody, 
you know, I'm talking like anybody you want. You know, it could be the biggest YouTubers. It could be like Mr. Beast, you know, not even in the finance like area. My, my first go-to is Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Yeah, so it would be in finance. Go-to. It's I interesting. Love, yeah, that was my first. If I could collab with anybody, it would be Dave Ramsey. If you could get anybody on the Graham Stephan show. So I'm talking, you know, you could get the president. Or you could get anybody you want. So Oprah. Well, really quick, besides Dave Ramsey, I would love to have Mr. Beast and Danny Duncan. Would, be, okay, the other, yeah, would yeah. be the other two guys who I would love to have them on the channel. Anybody, anyway, Elon Musk. Okay, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. That's, that's fair. A, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay, on Elon Musk, what do you think yeah. about uh, his naming of his child? Was it what was it, Kyle? No, <laughs> it was pronounced Kyle. What? Yeah. No, no, no. It's like X A E A twelve. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I think I, I read somewhere that that's pronounced Kyle because if you if, in in pronounced in greek those letters work out to be kyle <laughs> the one two is like the l you know the, are you serious yeah. well i thought yeah, it was up, something look up, look up elon musk name kyle so it's a meme apparently yeah oh wait meme accounts have convinced people that elon musk and grimes's baby name oh. is pronounced kyle yeah i didn't think that he would do that <laughs> so for, i haven't seen it actually like written out <clears throat> new baby boy x I don't know the AE. I don't know. I don't know Greek. You don't know uh, Greek? No. A12. <laughs> yeah, isn't that like a fighter What's jet it? or something like that? Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> Joy, he identified the second character as Ash, saying it was pronounced X Ash A12. It's so ridiculous. It's <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's no confirmed <laughs> pronunciation of the name. He's just letting the the oh press take my off. God. So you, what do you think about the name? You like the name? Would you got to be so rich. To be able to name your kid something like that, right? Your right. kid's never gonna have a normal life, right? Like that. So you gotta. There's gotta be, be a able net, to provide. There's gotta be a net worth uh, threshold like, like threshold for you to go and name a kid like that. Like who who's who's who was named Apple? Like there's like an Apple something. I grew. I went to high school with someone named Apple. I think. Let's see. Apple. It's a it's, it's a common name. I don't know. It was um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and they named their daughter Apple. Well. So you got to you got to have uh, better apple than like orange or watermelon or something okay, like that so to be fair. So what else do we have? Oh, Blue Ivy. Beyoncé and Jay-Z. That's, that's their a, kid's name? That's a name. I yeah, didn't even again, The more the more money you have, the like the more wild the names can that's be. Smart, so, that's like, smart. That's smart. had 100 million bucks, you just, you know. My mom is a is a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. And she had a, a student in her class named Seven. Huh. Like the it literally spelled out S E V E N. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some like Stranger Things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So let's move on to the next question here. Okay. All right, Graham. So we know your guilty pleasure is all you can eat sushi. Mm -hmm. What is your real guilty, guilty pleasure? Like, not with, you know, eating sushi or anything like that. It doesn't even have to be with money. But what what would you say you like spoil yourself with here and there? Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Do you have a guilty pleasure? Not really. The drum set was something that I spent money on. The drum the drum set was something I got for myself. It doesn't have to be anything uh, you spend money on. Any glutton. Work. For anything. Work. 
I mean, that's really what it is. It's true. This guy works nonstop. I love it. Yeah. All right. All right. That's. I I don't need much. All you can eat sushi for me is like a reward. Uh, the McDonald uh, McDonald dollar menu is something that's that's another reward. Mm -hmm. Drum set was a splurge. The the reef aquarium is going to be another splurge. But like like even on my birthday, like you know this, like. All I wanted to do on my, I just wanted to work. I just wanted like a normal work day because like that's I that's what I like waking up to. Like I, I'm excited to wake up in the morning so I can get to work. So yeah. Graham and I will occasionally go to McDonald's, and when we do, Graham gets the same thing. He gets two McDoubles. Yeah. Okay, Graham, what do I get? The the chicken. What was it? The chicken. I get a McChicken and I get a McDouble. Yeah. And it's called a McGam. I might bleep that out. Okay. Yeah, bleep but, it out. But what case. but what you do is you pull apart the McDouble, mm-hmm. and you have. You know, the meat and the cheese and the bun on one side, meat, cheese, bun on the other side. Yeah. And you get the McChicken and you put it inside and close it. Hmm. What do you think of that? <laughs> I want to try it. I'll try. You know what? Uh, Monday, we'll go and we'll, Monday we'll, we'll go. We'll do that. All right, okay, cool, cool. Monday. You'll you'll try one. Yeah. They're delicious. I'm telling you. Like, it's it's definitely worth it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, now let's talk about moving in. Okay, so what do you think? Because... Right now, I actually live with Graham in the yeah. guest house's property right. right now. What do you think about me moving in? Do you think it went smoother or more difficult than it, you know, than you would have initially thought? I was worried initially. I'll, I'll be honest because I, I like ha- – like it, it's hard for me to concentrate sometimes because I was worried that like what if I need to work in the backyard? What if he can't keep himself busy enough? Is it going to interfere with me planning and like all this? So I definitely went in thinking like I just I I need my time not to be distracted so I can plan, and it went smoothly. I mean, very just like very effortlessly. Uh, I know I'm missing out on rent by not renting out that guest house, but overall I would say very smoothly, and it went I would say better than expected. Good, yeah. good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Also, um, about me moving in, one thing that you told me, which I was I was very careful about this Mm. you wanted to make sure that you know our friendship and business that we're not really two things that like did i say that yeah you did and Uh, and believe me like one of the things i want to make sure i do is never like you know encroach on like anything that you're you know it's going on in your life but um i thought it was interesting you said that and obviously Mm. it makes sense and it was something i i I expected you to say something like that so what do you think of it now since i've been here for a while do you think that it's difficult that, you know, we do have a, f- a friendly relationship. Right. You know what I mean? Working with someone who's your friend, do you think that you ever hold back on me? Do you think that you're not tough enough on me? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, the thing is, I, I could probably always ask for more. So I would say there's a few times where I'm like, I, I very much like, I like to drop everything and just get it done like, mm-hmm. as fast as possible. So there are times where I would love for just like, like, let's drop everything, work until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, wake up at 6. Let's keep going. Right, right. So it, it's hard for me sometimes to step in. Like, not everyone is like that. So, you know, I, I would say that's my only thing is that sometimes I'm like, we got a millennial money. Let's edit it as soon as possible. Get it out. Like, all the phone calls. Why aren't all the phone calls done in, like, five hours so we can go and do something else? So Right, right. That, that's usually how I operate. So I would say overall, though, I, th- I think I'm pretty straightforward when it comes to that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to need three strengths, three weaknesses, or however many you want. What do you think are my weaknesses and strengths? And I'll tell you yours. Okay. This is dangerous. I mean, you're my boss, right? Like, yeah. uh, let's start with strengths. I would say very motivated. Okay. Uh, very persistent and takes criticism well. Mm-hmm. I would say three strengths. Three weaknesses. Um, 
The reason, let me tell yeah. you this before you yeah, right. say, say the weaknesses. Okay. The reason why I take criticism well is because I'm confident. Okay. So if you tell me my weaknesses, yeah. be sure that it's... Okay, okay, good. Um, I would say the, the, the weaknesses, um, not being able to focus 100%, you know that. Yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes there, there are things that need a little bit more urgency that are maybe just not done immediately. But then again, that's I wouldn't say that's a, a, a big thing. No, that's fair. Um. I was about to say not getting to things immediately, but that's the same thing. Jeez, I don't know. There's plenty of stuff you could pick from, you know, lack of original thinking, not contributing enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Very punchable face. I'm kidding. Okay, <laughs> okay. it's coming from you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Half of this guy's comments are just that, like... That's, that's, it's a joke. It's like, oh, another, another guy said I had a punchable face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, I don't know. I don't... I, Fair I, enough. I don't know. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, would you like to hear, you yeah. know... But you uh, have more time to plan this out. This is not... You I actually... Thought about this, okay, yeah. so I actually did not think of anything for you. So this is yeah. all okay, cool. impromptu or whatever. Right, cool. So I think that one of your weaknesses, starting it off with weakness, cool. is I think that you work too hard and you revolve your life around money. Because mm-hmm. I remember hearing in one Middle Ground episode, which I totally agree yeah. with. It's like... And also someone in one of my classes, actually, at UCSB, they said that whatever you worship, you become a slave to. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you worship money and you worship, you know, your entrepreneurial endeavors. But now yeah. you're kind of a slave to it. And since you, you hold it at such high regard, you'll never really be truly satisfied with money and progress and productivity. I would say it's, at this point, I'd say it's less about money. I think it's just the byproduct of, of I like working and I like seeing the numbers go up and I like... Yeah, but now you become a slave to it. You you chase it. And yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. Oh, definitely. you'll never be, yeah. you know, truly, truly satisfied. I would, ag- I would agree with that. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So I think that that was probably, yeah. you know, it's a weakness of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, a strength. Okay. I think that... I mean, you're extremely honest. You, you, you're a pleasure to do business with. Cool. Like, yeah, I know for a fact that I'll never get shortchanged. And um, I think we both have really, really good mutual trust. Um, another weakness of yours is you're too trusting. Um, okay. I think that you probably let people take advantage of you or walk on you. I don't think so. I think so. How? Because you remember example, we yeah. went to, you know, on that one yeah. trip. And you were too scared to ask oh, for a check. Yeah, you're not yeah, confrontational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, as a well, businessman, okay. you have to be confrontational. Yeah, yeah, okay. We went on a trip and... We don't need to go to the details about that, that check because it's... Uh, Why? Because. Oh, oh! No, he's right. Yeah. He's right. No, we yeah. don't need to go into details. Yeah, but we don't need to go into details. Very interesting. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's one thing. I don't think you're confrontational enough. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah, which is fair. One of my most unattractive traits is my parents sometimes still order for me when we go out for dinner. We can leave that part out, though. All right. Um... Yeah, so that was a strength. That was a weakness. Okay. I mean, overall, I think that you're obviously, I think you're a powerhouse. Like, I think that you do, you do well in whatever you apply yourself to. And I think that's good. I think that's probably just because of your work ethic and mentality. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Another weakness. I honestly, I can't, I can't. Too perfect. You see, Graham makes me leave my shoes at his door. And at first I can't. No, my shoes too. Or when I walk in, you always get shoes at the door. Yeah. Which I, at first I thought was a weakness, but now it actually makes a lot of it sense. Does, yeah. Yeah, because recently I've been kind of putting my shoes at the door of my guest Yeah. So um, another thing, when did you enjoy YouTube the most? Because I, I think it's probably not now because well, now I, it's I a career know. and it used know. to be a hobby. I don't know. Um, part of me feels like now. You think you enjoy it now? Yeah. But now it's your career, and people yeah. say when your hobby becomes your career, then you enjoy it less. No, um, I would say my favorites, I would say in the very beginning for the first 20,000 subscribers, I would say, and now, hmm. yeah, I would say the middle part was a lot of this, like the grind, 
but now it seems like well it's very much in a way of the algorithm like when the algorithm is in your favor you love it when the algorithm's going down and your videos are not getting views you hate it so now I'm loving it right now because the algorithm has, has been the best. Right, right, been. right. So obviously I'm having more fun with it now because I'm like, you're putting in work and then you're seeing this great outcome and it makes you feel like, oh, wow, I did something great. You know, people really like it. It's a good message. And in the beginning, it was really just because it was it was new and every subscriber was like, wow, another person subscribed. The first thousand was a big milestone for me. The first 10,000 was a huge milestone for me. Uh, and then I remember hitting 20 and be like, wow, that's like, that was, that was nuts. Right, right, right. And that was the point too, where like hitting, you know, a few thousand views in a day was insane. So that for me was pretty big. Good to know. I'm glad that you're enjoying it now. This is good. So I was listening to another podcast and someone asked a really interesting question. The question was, since you've become successful, does anyone ever come to you with terrible business ideas? Like people that you've, you know, you've known in the past and now they're reaching no one, out to you and they're no, like, okay. need a little loan. Okay. So two, so two things in terms of terrible business ideas. Yes. Believe it or not. Um, I don't want to call anybody out. It was, um, don't have to say who they are. You could say the idea. Yeah, I don't know. The person came up to me and I don't want to give away his business idea, but he had, he had this idea and, uh, wanted me to go down to the parking lot in his truck because he wanted to show me his product and i mean if it could perform as it it was it was basically like like a it was a type of um adhesive basically we'll call it it was a type of adhesive and if it could perform the way he says it could perform it would be great but i just he made these claims that sounds so just like so out there um like it was stronger than steel and like all this stuff and it made me and and just just the 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 vibes kind of got me off it's just like it's it's in his it's in his truck right 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 and just like he want he needs money like he wanted like 200 and how long ago is this this. Uh, a few months ago really yeah yeah i didn't know anything about that yeah i mean it was just you know a 10 minute thing and then you know but sometimes because he's a fan of the channel so i didn't want to say like no so I, I heard him out, but then it kept going and going and going. I don't want to, you know, I, I, I didn't want to say Right, right, you know, right. Like, no, but I just, right, I, I got to get back to my workout. And that was it. Fair enough, so, fair enough. Yeah. Um, final question that I've prepared is businesses when you were younger. When you were younger, there were any businesses that you started up or you, you tried to start up? Now looking in you know hindsight, they actually were not Mul- that. Multiple, but I never actually pursued a lot of them. Um, oh, gosh, where to start? Um, one I wanted to make. So the first one I bought, oh, man, I should have done this one. In high school, I bought the domain oddjobs.com, Whoa. believe it or not. And it was a high school business project. And Odd Jobs was basically a Craigslist for people to post up odd jobs that they want to get done. And people can make an account and do those odd jobs. Like if someone wants their garage cleaned out, you post on oddjobs.com, someone could go and clean out your garage for a specified price. And it could be anybody. And then that person, the worker, would have their profile on there. And people can review them. Right, right. So, you, so it basically, it turned into later what was what was turned into TaskRabbit. Mm. Um, and then they sold that for a lot of money. So, I mean, had I pursued that, sure. But yeah. So only good ideas ever from you. So, yeah. So that was one of them. And I let the domain expire. And so, yeah. And then someone else <sighs> bought it. I should have kept it. That was at oddjobs.com. Yeah. 
was great. Um, another one was uh, I bought the domain Art Sleeve. I don't know why. Just artsleeve.com. And now it's bought? I don't know. Um, I, I don't think I ever renewed it, but I bought artsleeve.com. What kind of and business are you trying to... So what that was supposed to be, that now turned into Etsy. Oh, nice, yeah, nice, I believe nice. Before Etsy, this, was, this would have been in 2008 is when I did this. I'm sure I still... I might even still have... No, I might still have my whole outline for Artsleeve. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, Artsleeve was one of them. There were a whole bunch. I came up with all these... Let's see. If I type in Artsleeve, this would be a blast on the past. Let's see. Artsleeve. All right. So I did find it. All right. You found Artsleeve. So like I came up with all of this on Microsoft Word. So I, I came up with this whole outline. Literally, I'm like, so Artsleeve. And then you could search for like painting sculptures by artist name. And then it would basically be. So this is before like. I guess it, this is like basically like a MySpace thing because this was this was over ten years ago that this was done. So yeah, so like you would have the user profile picture, people can rate them, the views, uh, their featured artwork. They can have like blogs, galleries, reviews, a guest book for people to sign in. So this was a good idea. If you pursued this, this could have taken yeah. off. So anyway, so yeah, so that that was one of them. Artsleeve.com. The other one that I never pursued that I really wanted to do. I wanted to come up with a free cell phone plan where instead of, you know, when you call a phone, it's like, it rings like, yeah, yeah. Imagine if you get a free cell phone, so you wouldn't have to pay any sort of like monthly data or like anything like that. So you don't have to pay like 30, 40 bucks a month. But instead, anytime you make an outgoing call, you'll hear an ad for like 10, 15 seconds. And then the call goes through. Whoa, that's. So I figured, you know, like. Or, or when people call you, let's just say, instead of hearing the, you know, it's ringing, or you know how people have a ringback tone where it plays some classical music or something? Imagine if a person calls you and they just hear an ad until you pick up the phone. That's pretty smart. Why don't people do that? And, you know, if you're receiving calls, maybe you could even, if you receive a lot of calls, you could probably monetize it. And, you know, you could, like, wait, like, for, like, three or four rings, wait a while, and then finally, like, yeah. answer it to get longer so playtime on the ads. It's like, you know, so you would either get a free cell phone that all you have to do to make a call is just listen to an ad, fine, or you can get paid. Like, imagine if people call you and you could just get paid. Now, now you would have to figure out some way of just not, like, manipulating that and hiring call centers to call you all Right, right, right. Phone. But I think, realistically, it's just a free cell phone plan where you can make as many calls as you want within the United States, but it's just you listen to an ad before the call goes through. Not a bad idea. So, I yeah, I came up. I, I know I got a business plan in there. But basically, I was one of those kids where it's like, Okay, so there's 300 million people in the United States. If we can get 1% of those people and we make an average of, you know, 15 cents a day, then, you know, all of this. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. A million a day based on that. And that was my that was my pitch was just was just that. Like, if we get this amount of people, make this amount. Right, right. Uh, I started looking into it and it was just it was I felt so over my head. I just like I had this idea. It's hard. But I was like, where do I start? How do I get advertisers? I think I was like 18 years old. I was like, what do I do? Never pursued it. Um, there were two other ones. One was called truthandtell.com. And uh, that was a website. I wanted to make a Yelp for people. It's like to so, see if they're like a good or bad person. Yeah, yes. Okay. I think I've seen like a black mirror or something on this. Some, but. Something like that. Uh, yeah. But this is, 
made this one again. This was like almost 10 years ago. Truthintel.com. Uh, where, and this one we actually have, If you, can, I think you could go to truthintel.com. I, I just don't know if I want to promote truthintel.com because we, we're, we're not pursuing it. Um, so in in hindsight, you think it's a bad idea, terrible idea to just like see how terrible good of a person idea. people. Okay, yes. if you had an account, what do you think your rating would be? Minus any influence from you know subscribers or anything like that, just the people you meet on the street. What do you think your uh, your rating would be out of ten? Probably four, four and a half. <laughs> out of ten? Oh, I, oh, out of five. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you think you're like you know like a, truth and tell like okay so eighty eighty like, percent. Yeah, I think it's funny. All it's right. funny. Everyone's done things in the past that they haven't been proud of. So anyway, so I thought it was like if Yelp for businesses, there should be a Yelp for people. And if someone's a bad person, <laughs> you make it just but, be a bad person. Yes. Okay. But, here, but here's the issue is that we started getting into it and um, a few things. One is that people will very rarely go and write a positive review. Usually the people online, if they actually take the time to review something, it's going to be negative. Like you have to have such extreme feelings to actually take the time to review somebody. Uh, so my thinking right off the bat is that predominantly it's going to be overwhelmed with negativity. It's going to right. be... The next thing was that there's no fact-checking. There's nothing to for me to go on and like, I don't like this person, so I'm going to write a really bad review on them. There's no filter to that. And once you begin moderating comments on the internet, you're assumed to then be publishing or endorsing information. So this is something I wasn't aware of, but... You could be a website and remain completely neutral and be completely uh, devoid of lawsuits if you don't moderate comments. If just whatever submitted is submitted, you don't touch them. But as soon as you start moderating any comments or restricting what could be published or removing stuff, then you're endorsing everything else and then you could be liable. Interesting. So I didn't know that. So, you know, if, if something gets published on the site and... It's obviously fraudulent, and it's obviously not true, and it's so ridiculous, we can't go in and remove it. And, you know, it just you wouldn't want it to be damaging to the person, or you wouldn't want right, it to be Right, right, right. Like if, if I wrote a really terrible thing about you and that you lose a job now or something happens, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, you know, feel good about myself knowing that my website led to something like that. You know, we, we did do a mock-up site that that we promoted around our friend group and it actually got like it for some reason it, it caught on in like this other country so 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 here's what happened so what we ended up doing is we we went through like 50 to 100 friends and we start promoting it on facebook and we got a decent amount of traction for people making like little profiles and kind of like having fun so you had to make a profile so you couldn't like just like see someone on the street and, like that guy's face looks stupid no so i, like, stupid guy so and... I would have to make a profile on you and then I would, I would upload you. So even if I didn't even say it's okay for me to be there, like... No, the way we had instructions, is anyone could go on and make a profile about anybody. So I could make a profile about you, upload your picture, put your name. Put and your, just say whatever you... Say whatever you want. And so we did this, and what ended up happening was that we had our, our friend, and he had a very unique last name that not many people have that last name. So we made, a, like, a funny little post about him. Just funny stuff. But it was kind of wild. So, like, we're, we're friends. So, you know how friends is kind of, like, joke around with each other. So, anyway, we wrote some stupid stuff about him, just jokingly, knowing that we're all friends, you know, ha, ha, Yeah, ha. yeah. Didn't realize that that showed up within, like, a few weeks as the number one result on Google when you typed in his last name. And his dad has a construction company with that same last name. So, guess what? 
his review came up first before his dad's construction company. So the dad was furious over that because when people Google the construction, you know, I was almost about to say his name. Our friend's profile would come up first with our little joking things. Yeah. And got very upset about that. So we took that down. Um, But yeah, but for some reason we would log in and see like people had been creating profiles in like some other country. And we're like, how did it get, because we never promoted it there. Right. So anyway, so it was that was one of those ideas that got shut down. That's funny you say that. That reminds me of um, something that happened within my friend group in high mm-hmm. school. I had two friends, and one of them asked the other friend, "Can I can I sell you on Craigslist as a joke?" Yeah. So you know, the other friend was like, "Yeah, sure, I don't care, like whatever you do." And he didn't think he would actually like make the listing. And my friend made the listing and actually sold, like like tried to sell this other guy on Craigslist. <laughs> And pulled up a picture of him when he was like seven. Wow. So this is where it turns bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he posted this on Craigslist, a picture of, you know, the other guy when he was like seven years old. And he said, oh, this is like young, little, like whatever. Um, he only needs like a pint of water a day and stuff like that. And like basically. Oh, you'll, get the, you'll get the social services called so fast. Yeah. So yeah. He, he was saying like you don't need to treat him well, whatever like that. And it was like a, it was a bad situation, right? Mm-hmm. But like. Back in the day, like we thought that was funny, right? Because you know, obviously, we're getting mature and stuff like that. And um, and yeah, the, the the listing got taken down. Everyone forgot about it. And three months later, we're at a track event, and uh, like the sergeant of like some crazy like chieftain of police or something like that comes over, and he's like, "Are you so and so?" And he was like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "You got to come with me." And apparently, they had launched an investigation, and they had been wow. investigating for about three months to find out who was wow. trying to sell this person on Craigslist. They did it. Wow. Yeah, they they, they yeah. found it out, wow. and um, and yeah, lo and behold, like no one got in any trouble, yeah. but the officer was really really pissed because obviously a waste of like you know resources right, and stuff from the police department, and uh, yeah, there was a little bit of animosity between those friends after that. Wow. Obviously, they've settled things now, right. but like crazy, huh? Yeah, wow. Um, two other ideas I came up came up with by the way that I just remembered. One was an Airbnb for parking spaces. Like, you know, in Los Angeles, smart. parking is so hard to come by. And I remember going around Venice, and especially as a real estate agent, like, you want to show a property in, like, Venice or, like, you know, Santa Monica. It's either all permit parking, can't find anywhere to park. But imagine an app that you could pull up on your phone and basically pay per minute to park in someone's parking spot. These are good ideas. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. you know, you never really they pursued tried them. San Francisco, they failed. Oh. Um, because they couldn't find an, uh, enough homeowners that would agree to do something like that. Now, I kind of get it. Uh, I, I'm sure I have it all in my email, too. I, it, it's If you have, like, a 2 to $3 million house, you, you're not caring if someone's yeah. going to pay, you know, five bucks. five bucks an hour for parking. I thought that it would make sense for someone's driveway during, like, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. If they're at work anyway, why not make 20 30 bucks right, while, they're, right, while right. they're away? So that was something I thought of. <laughs> Oh my god! So so this, we 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 tried making a truth and tell. By the way, mobile app where you could swipe your friends. So it's integrated on Facebook. So you could go on the app, download all of your friends from Facebook, and then swipe. I love that image that yeah. just says, "Is Carla honest?" <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's a rating system. So basically, it'll ask you questions about the person. You could say yes or no, and you could go through your Facebook friends. And then, like, is Carla honest? <laughs> oh, my God. So we put down here, she is so annoying. Stop posting pictures of your food. Watch what you say to her. She can't keep a secret. Four mutual friends. 
Um, I don't understand. Like, d- did you think this was like funny when you were a kid? Because I think it's funny now. Like, I. Yeah, I, yeah but Carla, look, but you could see, like, is Carla honest? You could see 12 people said no, six people said yes. <laughs> When you were coming up with that idea specifically, did you think that it was actually like going to be a successful business or anything? I, I mean, obviously at the time, yeah. Did you think that what you were doing with your friends was funny though? Oh, we had a blast. I mean, this was, this was us getting together like twice a week, hanging out, coming up with ideas, thinking we're going to be, you know, billionaires. That That's what we thought. Hmm. Do you have any questions for me that you'd like to address? You could put me in the hot seat and feel free to ask me anything. No oh, filter. I'm not good without pre-planning. I don't know. I have no What clue. comes to the top of your head? When is this going to be posted? I mean, th- that that's like the number one. See, that's thing. the thing. Yeah. You, you just you don't stop thinking about work all the time. Yeah, I like it. Though. Do you think that you'll ever change from that? I don't know. You know, I I seem to go in these these phases where where for like a few years I'll be really hyper into it, and then a few years off, then a few years really into it, a few years off. It's, so it's, it's on seems, the scale of years. It's not like weeks or months. No, no, no. Yeah, because it seems like you know, for real estate, I was really, really, really like interested in that for the first like five six years. Went through a period of, for a few years where I was just like, ah. Eh. Got back into it, then YouTube came up. And but then, still, like at yeah. such a young age, making like that much money, did you really feel like eh? Or like it's hard for me to like, yeah, fathom. Yeah, you know, when you start doing the same thing for a while, it started feeling like every deal was about the same. Uh, the showings were the same, houses were the same. You know, I still, I still was excited about it, but it went through a phase of just you know, I was just, I, I was tired of being at someone's beck and call all the time. And I was tired of, of just like 8 p.m. would come around and like, oh, I know I got to like pick up my phone and go to a showing right now. Out of nowhere. I, I didn't like that I couldn't, I couldn't plan around it. You know, like a lot of that was so spur of the moment. If becoming a real estate agent was never really a thing, do you think that you would have ever started making YouTube videos? Yeah, I, I, yeah, because I'd wanted to make YouTube videos for quite some time. So you think that you still, regardless of whether or not you were a real estate agent, you would have made YouTube videos? Maybe. I don't know. Real estate gave me something to talk about on YouTube. Right. Um, I, I don't know what I would have done besides that. Because it, it, originally it was supposed to be I was going to be a drummer. You know, Well, first it was investment banker, but I didn't want to go to the school for that. I didn't have the grades. So that, that was out. Drummer, I, just, I didn't want to be a starving musician living in a van on the fair, streets. Like fair. Because there's some great drummers out there. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would have probably come up with some app. Some website, you know, I was really, really in- interested in that. What's fascinating to me is you always say that you were really bad at school. Like you had like, what, like a 2.6 GPA or so, something? I don't know. Probably Some, lower than that. Yeah, something like really yeah. low, but I don't understand. Did you not try in school or were you not motivated? because oh, So stupid. You thought school itself was stupid. I thought it was so stupid. So you think if you really tried, you could have done better? I don't know. I just thought, I thought because it was I, I mean, you're pretty like eloquent in the way that you speak. And like, I think that you're, you're overall, like, I think you're pretty like intelligent. I don't think so. I couldn't understand chemistry. I couldn't really understand math. Um, English. I just didn't see the point. There's a lot of stuff. I just didn't see the point. So you didn't try. And were your parents never like urging you like, come on, what is this report card? Three, you know, C's or whatever. Not really. I, I think beyond, you know, at a certain point, they're just like, it is what it is. They, they can't really. Yeah. I, can't really do. I just, it's so much stupid. Like, I didn't want to learn poetry in English. Like, I just, I would sit there and just be angry because it's just like, this is stupid. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Sit in chemistry and just like, I don't want to learn chemistry. I, like, what am I going to do with this? Same with math. Well, you're very practical. Like, yeah. It's just like, I, I only thought about is how is this going to help me make money? That's, that's it. So even at a young age, you always still had the make money mentality. Yeah. So you always wanted to, like, you had the goal set in mind of becoming really wealthy. Yeah. It's interesting. 
Even if, what if you were to do something you were never passionate about? Like a job that you, you really didn't like. Couldn't do it. I tried working at... at but you made a lot of money say, doing no, it. No, here we go. Goldline International. Never said that before. Goldline Inter- That was a job that I worked at um, barely out of high school. That was that was what I thought was going to get me into like the investment world. It was Goldline International. I started doing data entry with them. And I hated it. Could not stand it. But I was How much were you like, making? Were you minimum making? wage. Like it was either between 8 and 12. So it wasn't even that. Like, like, it wasn't great. No, but... The, the goal was with that is that they were going to start me off doing data entry in the mailroom and then move me up from that into the uh, – it was into the shipping. So it was like data entry, mailroom, the bottom of the barrel. Then you got into shipping, which is like right above that. Then you got into – gosh, there was something else above shipping that was just slightly better. And then after that, uh, maybe it was a like customer service or like – So it was a lot of steps essentially yeah. to but, be but, – but the end goal would be to be what's called an account representative. And what you would do as an account representative is you'd have a list of numbers of people who have inquired to buy gold in the past or, or precious metals or numismatic coins. And you would sit there all day making calls to clients trying to sell them. That's the top? Clients. That's the top. That doesn't sound like the top. That sounds the top. like the grunt work. No. No, because you're paid on commission. So some of those dudes were making like 200 grand a year. Uh, but obviously then after that you have like – Right, CFO right, right. And the okay. CEO and all that Fair. Sort of stuff. So I wanted to be the account uh, representative or the oh, sorry, account executive telemarketer. Yeah, which at the time I saw that and I thought that was the most like glamorous, glitzy because like everyone in the back and I worked in the back office. Everyone in the back office would be like at their beck and call. Right, like, right. They would have some dude like they would wave the sheet in the air when they did a deal, and like someone would have to go and like run that over to processing in the back, and they process the order. And there would be, like, someone going around, and, like, if they needed coffee or something, they'd give them coffee. And They were, like, uh, the kings. Yeah. And, like, everyone – and it seemed like there was this big divide between the front office and the back office. Like, the back office people were, like, these, these you know, little, like, nee, 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 nee. And, and the right, front right. office people, you'd see them, like, drive the Mercedes. And, like, oh, flashy okay, clothes, okay. And, like, I wanted to be them, you know? It's a whole, like, system, a yeah. whole, like – It was. It was very corporate. I hated it, though. But yeah, that was that I hated. So that that to me was so impactful that I could never do a job that I hated because I would never want to return to that again. It was so awful. The first day I liked it. And then after that, I, I loathed it. I hated life. So a question I remember hearing one time that I thought was really interesting. Would you sit in a blank white room for eight hours a day? but be making $200,000. Obviously, before you started making a lot of money in real estate and YouTube, when you were at that point in your life, would you have accepted a job like that, sit in a blank white room for eight hours a day doing nothing, but still walking home with a big paycheck? Probably. You would. Yeah. And do you think at, eight, it, at 18, of course, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like a lot of people would probably try it out, and then after a while, they'd be like, screw this, this is terrible. Right, yeah. Would you do it for 100000 <laughs> At 18, probably. Yeah, 100,000? Okay, yeah. that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, even now, like, I'm sure there's a dollar amount where you would you could pay me to be in a white room for eight hours a day. I'm sure there's an amount. Huh. I think we all have an amount that we would do that for. Do you think sleep is a waste of time? No. No, sleep is the one thing for me I, I, I just need it. If I, if I don't get to bed by a certain time, then I'm... I'm just i'm a wreck the next day think about sleep though because it's it's eight hours of time per day depending on how much they sleep that's just like nothing and think of a way you could monetize sleep is there any way that you can make money off of sleep off of your sleep you could live stream yourself sleeping 
There's gotta be people watching that would, if I set up a, a webcam on me in bed sleeping, there would be people to watch it. Oh yeah, oh guaranteed. So I, I was watching a live stream on Twitch, and there was this guy that went like sleeping and stuff, and there was a donation box, and if you donated a certain amount, people came in, like physical people that were taking care of him when he was sleeping, and they they would do stuff to him. So it was like fifty dollars shoot a paintball at him, like a hundred dollars tase him, like two hundred dollars like. I don't I know. I thought like a spray certain, amount, a certain amount of money, uh, an alarm goes off or something and wakes you up. No, there was like $10 like text to talk. So like they, you know, people would t- type stuff and it would blast it and wake them up. Oh, but like, no, there was like tasers and stuff involved. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, if I could make enough you would streaming you sleep. Sleep and let people watch you? Let's say it's like $2,000 a night. I mean. <sighs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Duh. I don't do anything. Like I'm sleeping anyway. Yeah, but what if you do something embarrassing? Like you like fart or something when you're like sleeping? Okay, the audio is going to be turned off. I don't know. We so don't you turn to... the audio Maybe. off. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, or, it makes you know. sense. Yeah, I guess there's, you can, you can yeah, put you a price what? on I anything. I would say if, if, you, if you paid me $10 million in a year, I would sit in a, in a white room for eight hours a day. For eight no hours. YouTube. No so YouTube. So you'd have to take a, a well, year well, hiatus well, off you know of YouTube. Actually, I don't because... know if that would be worth it. Wait, wait. No. $10 million a year. No. No, it wouldn't be worth it. I would say it was. It would have to be like twenty, twenty, maybe thirty million dollars. And you do it? No YouTube. Where would I go, Graham? What would I do? I'll, I'll pay you to just, to just you know, stick to around. To just watch yeah. you. Because I'm thinking a one year break. You know, thirty million bucks. You could come back and like have a crazy like, what's up, guys? I made thirty million in one year, and yeah. everyone would watch it. Uh. Uh, I guess my biggest concern though would be just mentally going crazy, and then because because that that might just be enough to screw you up, and then you're never the same afterwards. Like so. going insane from sitting in. Right. Isn't that like what insane asylums are? Yeah, but, but you're not getting paid for that. It might just oh, be like sitting there and just being like, okay, you know, fine. You could count how much you're making from. I don't know. I just don't know the effects of isolation for eight hours a day. Every Was it every single day? The hard part would be if you don't do it for an entire year, you get nothing. So like if you get to day 300 and you oh, just crack, wow, yeah. you don't get a dollar. Like yeah. That's what it would have to be. Yeah. It's either you get all of it or nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a really interesting concept. I would probably do it. I bet, honestly, I bet most people would do it. I think a lot of people don't like their job and would rather sit in a white room for eight hours a day with just completely de- deprived of all of their senses eight hours a day. Just time passing. Just time passing. That would feel like, but but then again, could you sleep during those eight hours? No. You have to, you so know. you have to be fresh off of like eight hours of sleep. <laughs> so you have to be like as at your most hyper self. With nothing, I don't. You might mentally go go crazy. I, you probably would, because I I think humans are not designed to be that. I, I think I, honestly, what I think would happen is that you would you would get very depressed. You and I think you would have a crisis. That's what that's what I think. A little crisis in there. Yeah, and I think every day it would get worse. I I think you would battle severe depression doing it, and I think coming out of that, you would probably have uh, PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. So, like, you couldn't get into, like, a white room. For an entire year. You're talking about, let's say, you know, if you live to 80, one 80th of your life was spent in complete isolation for eight hours a day. You're going to wake up after that, when that is over, and just be paranoid, like, going back to that. Or, like, you're going to be paranoid. Like, oh, really? Am, am, did, am I out of it? It's going to seem like a bad dream. That's so hard for me to actually picture, because I feel like the entire time I was in that, you know, I would be in that white room, I would just be thinking about, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, making this much money. You know what I mean? Only in the beginning. But, like but, every time I walk into a room with it's like all white, I'd just be thinking about dollar but, bills. But if you look at the hedonic treadmill, after about two months or so, 
making that amount of money is going to seem completely normal, and they're just going to hate it. First two months, you, you could probably do it, but you'll get used to it. That's interesting. Yeah, you'll get used to things very quickly. So you, you'd say you're 100% used to your current income. Do you, ever, do you ever, like, sit back and just think, like, wow, this is insane? Yeah, it's hard not to lose perspective. It's really hard because because now I view things in terms of like how many days is this going to cost me to, to pay for or like how many hours is this going to cost to pay and that's not a healthy way to think of things because because now when you make so much money it's just you know you could buy this car two days two days worth of work and then it's, you know it doesn't really show the context of just how much money it actually is so what I'm thinking is Graham wants to get an aquarium mm-hmm. okay and this aquarium is going to cost like how much Graham. 25 grand. 25 grand. You heard it here. Yeah. And this aquarium, Graham has been thinking about getting for how long now? Probably 10 years. So those 10 years that Graham has More been thinking. More than 10 years. I, I have not had an aquarium since I was 17. So, so if you sign a, a value to your time and think about all the stress or whatever, thinking like, oh my God, this is going to put me in like financial ruin. You know what I mean? Like all of that. So if you assign a value to that, do you think that it's equal to $25,000? Probably, but I also I look at twenty five grand and I, I, I it's hard for me to to conceptualize that because I see twenty five grand is that that's a lot of sushi. Right. That's a lot like when I was eighteen, that would be a lot of work. I would never have spent that. So I don't know. It's just I see that as a lot of money on things. Like I am so nitpicky of just like I won't buy the more expensive coffee creamer so I could save like, you know, a dollar. Right. Or not even buy generic cream brand cream cheese so i could save you know dollar fifty so i'm looking at all these dollars and dollar fifties and i'm thinking 25 grand you know that's twenty five thousand times to be doing that so i'm like part of me thinks what's the point of me going and trying to save a dollar here and there when it just you blow it on an aquarium i think that your frugality frugality really like stresses you out i don't know it just it puts it in perspective i mean it's just it's a lot of money to spend i don't know you know i i think it, it'll be it'll it would be a good decision, but it's like, do I spend that much money or do I just get a smaller aquarium and don't need to reinforce the floors? It's like, is it is it going to be just as good? I don't know. It's also a big commitment on something where it's like, I hope I enjoy it as much as I did when I was 16. I think I will, but... I think uh, if you wanted it for this long, it's a pretty safe bet that you'll really like Probably. it. So should we just wrap it up yeah. now? Yeah. So you want, you want to do the intro or you want me to do the intro? I mean, I feel like I'll start it and you can sign it off. So thank you guys so much for watching. We actually haven't even mentioned the name of this podcast. I think that we're going to name it The Millionaire and the Student. I think it just really wraps up a really interesting dynamic. You know, of, of course, Graham being very successful and then me, you know. Being not successful. Yeah, just a complete failure. So, uh, you know, if you didn't know this, I'm a student. I go to University of California, Santa Barbara. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I study cool. economics. Cool store, bro. Thank you. So, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for a title, I mean, we, we may as well be open to suggest. We're, I think we should probably name this to begin, like, the Graham Stephan podcast in the very beginning, and then we could shift from there. Yeah. Um, we could so, cast a voter poll or something. Yeah, we'll do that. So, guys, if you, if you have any names for this, let, if you actually got to this point and you listened to the whole thing, let me know. I'd be, I'd be really excited to hear if people watch the whole thing. So, yeah, because this is going to be posted on YouTube, I don't know where you're going to be listening to this. If, if you're on YouTube or if there's a like button to be smashed, make sure to smash whatever like button this is posted on. Uh, this is the first smash like. Smash it's first, it, yeah, first it. smash like button on the podcast. Um, also, make sure to uh, add, add. I don't know if you want an Instagram plug. Sure. J-L-S-S-E-L-B-Y. 
Go on. Add us, add us both on Instagram. And lastly, if you guys want, oh, subscribe, obvi- obviously. Right, subscribe, right. And get your two free stocks down below in the description for Weeble. <laughs> and join, and join the, uh, the mentorship group. We meet twice a week, every Thursday and Sunday. You, you do a Zoom call with me. That's, that's fun. So yeah. the link to that is down below in the description, too. You want to just do that? So thank you guys so much for watching. So, so thank you guys so much for watching. And until next time.